if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And before going into the episode today, here are some benefits about being a Venture Notes Premium member. First of all, do you know that Premium members get their NFT member pass? This NFT will open the door to private access to events, content, and so much more yet to be designed. It's a long journey. The first 50 member access pass collection could be considered as the OG collection, the Genesis collection. And second of all, Premier members are also invited to join our early stage startup syndicate called Olive Capital, where we mostly support pre-seed to Series A startups in the EU and in the US in B2B SaaS, crypto and consumer tech. We are embracing the model of a media-driven early stage investor. Please note that Olive Capital does not provide financial advice. You need to carefully consider your own financial situation and take a risk diversification approach. While the return profile looks attractive, members are aware that venture capital is a very difficult asset class where all the invested capital is at risk. And now let's move into the show. Our interest is really to be one of the first ones uh, to enter that space so, and to offer it to our clients. Because we today we have a mix of clients who are crypto savvy and we have the other clients who would be interested into DeFi because it's a completely different segment and it's completely de- could be completely decorated from traditional markets. So, uh, and obviously the crypto savvy clients are used to DeFi and they're using it, most of them, and they would like to continue using it. By, uh, but within the framework of a bank and the security of a bank. So it makes sense for us to be there. Arabank is active in private banking, wealth management, and in digital assets, and was a pioneering bank in Switzerland to help ultra high net worth individuals trade and store cryptocurrencies. Arabank is also very active in promoting NFTs and crypto art. In this episode, I have the chance to meet Rani Jaban, member of the executive committee in charge of capital markets, digital asset services, financial institutions, and marketing at Arab Bank. In this conversation, we dive into Arab Bank's mission when it comes to crypto assets, how the bank addresses risk and regulations in the space, and finally, how the bank and its clients support digital and crypto artists. Let's get into it right now. Why did Arab Bank enter the cryptocurrency and digital asset space? What inspired the bank to pursue this direction? And what was the bank's opinion about the steps it had to walk to start a journey on a strong footing? Well, we started exploring the possibilities of entering the digital asset space in 2017 already. But we ha- we were not comfortable with the custody solutions, but there were no custody solutions that were adapted for institutionals. So um, once we found the right solution for the custody, then we started launching the, the, the process and uh, we signed with Taurus uh, and uh, we started in 2019. So the, the Finma Green Light was September 2019. How does the bank approach wealth management and private banking in a context of digital assets? Are there unique challenges or opportunities that arise in this space compared to more traditional investment vehicles? For us, it's uh, it's an asset class, so it's part of the asset class allocation, even though uh, we started with execution-only clients. 
And for me, it's logical that's part of the alternative pocket. Uh, we, our aim is to make it as easy as possible for our um, clients to invest into digital assets. So to make the experience as seamless as possible. So for them, it's like buying any security, even though they have the physical Bitcoin or the physical Ethereum or any token that we are offering. Um, they don't have to think about wallets, about uh, public uh, blockchain addresses or anything else. And to make anything uh, in the digital asset space very simple to understand and to access. Um, that's what we did with staking. And that's what we are trying and looking to do in the DeFi space. Well, in terms of timing, we were quite lucky. I mean, 2019 was really the bottom of the, of the market. It was so quiet, so we were wondering if we were right in, in launching that service. But all of a sudden, in 2020 and in 2020, we started having this incredible rally. So obviously, 2021 was a stellar year for us, like all the uh, actors of uh, the digital assets uh, ecosystem. And uh, we, well, 2022 was quiet in terms of trading, but we still had a lot of interest, a lot of uh, queries from institutions, a lot of new clients interested in, in that space. So we're building, obviously, for the future, and we... Um, we're just getting ready for the new wave. Arab Bank is building for the future. This is why everything starts with education. We start by educating our relationship managers and our advisors because they are the first, um, they're the first contact with our clients. So they need to be educated on that space. Uh, most of our uh, RMs and advisors um, passed the uh, massive online um, certificate uh, of the University of Nicosia, and we encourage them to to develop their uh, their training and education in that space, and especially now with the DeFi uh, in the DeFi market. And uh, we're trying to organize events where we do that part of education. I mean, in particular, we did a panel on NFTs and on digital art. We're going to talk about it later on. But it's part of the education that we, um, that, that it is our mission. I mean, uh, it's part of our mission is to educate our collaborators, our employees and, and uh, our clients. Rani tells us about the specific technologies or platforms that Arab Bank uses to facilitate cryptocurrency trading and storage and what measures the bank takes to ensure the security of clients' digital assets. In terms, of the, as we said, the custody was the cornerstone of our offering and we never thought about offering digital assets without mastering the custody solution. So when we met with Storis and we saw the solution, it was actually ticking all the boxes for us. So in an institutional-grade solution with all the controls that are possible, the segregation of duties and the segregation of the assets for the client, which is important. And now we're talking about the FTX and other scandals in, 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 in this space to note that all the assets of our clients in digital assets are completely segregated uh, address by address. So every client knows where his assets are and he can check them on a blockchain explorer anytime he wants to. 
So uh, if something happens to the bank and uh, we go under, um, the liquidator can easily access uh, these assets and transfer them to the client. So uh, it's completely um, segregated from the bank's balance sheet. And, uh, and this was very important for us. And from now, once you get the custody solution, you can build any all the other service around it. I mean, you can plug in trading, you can blind, plug in asset management, you can plug in structured products, tokenization, everything you can get. But the custody is the most important thing to be able to master the value chain uh, in that space. Uh, that's what we did uh, since 2019. And 2019 seems a short time, three years or four years, in, in but three years in digital assets or four years in digital assets is, is like, uh, is like 20 years in traditional finance. It, it moves so quickly. The, um, the context has changed so much. And obviously, in the beginning, we struggled in finding the right counterparties for trading to be to have a secure uh, framework to e to do our due diligence on all the counterparties that we have. And um, and we obviously we managed not to be involved in all the the failures and uh, bankruptcies and other frauds that we've seen in in in, in that space. And we are continuing our strict selection with um, with uh, players in the market, and um, we are have a very strict selection process for this, and also for the products and the tokens that we integrate into our uh, offering. What are some of the biggest regulatory challenges that ArabBank faces in the digital asset space? And how does the bank navigate these challenges to ensure compliance with relevant laws and regulations? I mean, we, we are lucky that in Switzerland there's a, there's a stable framework for us to work with. But it's true that with the international situation... If you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called VentureNotes. Notes.